You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi guys, I'm Prasad Banerjee and I write about tech at Mint. And this is Techcentra, a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths. Over the past week, we had what is called the Mint Digital Innovation Summit in which we discuss a lot of the current trends in technology and everything else that's happening in this industry. Now at this event we have a bunch of experts from India's overall technology industry and there are panel discussions on all of them. Some of these panels are moderated by yours truly. In this episode you will hear Vivekanand Pani who runs Reverie Technologies and Ganesh Gopalan who runs gyani.ai a company that deals in voice related ai technologies and they're talking about the importance of ai in bringing languages to the internet it's an interesting session have a listen language is a is a question that has come for a long long time right the internet started in english we have discussed this earlier as well and given that that work has been done for a long time right what is the impact ai has had on the proliferation of languages online or in general in technology where are we today let me start with you ganesh all right so i think the one of the key things that uh, you know we all started with uh, before all this good days of generative ai is uh, you know a uh, lot of stuff that you know people said look if we don't have firstly uh, content in the local language if we can't talk to machines in the local language then uh, it is not possible for you know systems to really work and you know reach the right audience right and in that context uh, obviously ai has come a long way right uh, uh, i mean for example we've been developing uh, you know speech to text largely engines that's how we started right and uh, for a bunch of indian language i remember the the first few indian languages we were the first to develop uh, you know asr systems and you know bunch of other stuff today uh, we, there's a lot of work that actually happens in the real world in the enterprise that we work with customers but customers actually ask you know can you know you do these systems in our language so, so everybody starts with hindi right but uh, post that in india it's all the local languages and secondly if you, if you go to the us again it starts with english but soon or later people ask for you know can you do spanish can you do multilingual can you do english plus spanish in the same uh, you know same conversation right so i think uh, obviously there's a lot of work that's been done and there is uh, you know uh, immense amount of progress and uh, you know there is uh, acceptance now uh, a lot in the enterprise on uh, you know the importance of language for automated systems to talk to machines and a bunch of other things i i want to want you to take that question as well vivek but you know you have also tried to reach consumers directly it's not just businesses and so on right so same question uh, you know liberalizing ad as it could be for example uh, english itself reaching this point in the internet did not happen on the back of ai it did happen on the back of a lot of other technologies but it didn't happen on the back of ai so i think uh, uh, indian languages getting supported through ai uh, will still need some amount of basic challenges getting solved and then we would actually see the real uh, you know use of ai for indian today uh, it is still uh, 
I would say an interactivity problem that we are trying to solve. For example, you know, uh, we created machine translations, uh, which helps the translation industry. But it is still a tool. It is not a machine by itself. It is a tool that means it assists the translators to keep doing their work, which definitely helps reduce a certain kind of errors a lot and improves consistency, but then cre kills creativity, right? So uh, before we are able to make large scale usage of AI in content creation itself, I think there is a degree of uh, steps that we should still take on the fundamental level. If I can just add, uh, you know, I think the biggest challenge, of course, and a lot of people talk about is banking, right? Uh, how do we bank the unbanked? And a lot of people are talking about, or for example, we do a bunch of things around how do you interact, uh, you know, help people interact with machines, like in the local language, right? So we work, for example, we work, we have taken a voice first approach, right? And voice in multiple Indian languages. So people, uh, if you're, you know, uh, if, if you're in a small village, if you want to, you know, do your banking, uh, today we, we support like a few use cases, right? So we do onboarding, we do loan origination, we do, you know, stuff like that, you know, a bunch of other things. Uh, for example, with one of the largest, uh, you know, banks in India, uh, people can call in in their local language and get answers to their basic questions, right? It could be, you know, account balance, it could be get my account statement, you know, bunch of those things. Uh, and uh, definitely the the bigger opportunities obviously that are coming up are uh, you know how do we do transactions right and uh, you can be rest assured that you know next I would say next couple of years you'll see uh, you know people in India doing a lot of these transactions uh, over using conversational voice in their own language right now what is being tried out is a DDMF kind of stuff which really doesn't work Right, uh, but uh, uh, you know the technology is already here to do a lot of this, uh, you know, transaction-based stuff. Uh, and uh, I think uh, within a couple of years, you will see a whole new, uh, you know, level of usage. They take the, you know, for example, I'm just saying that, you know, take Beam, right? And how do we take Beam to the next level? And that's going to be using voice. Let me quickly come back to you, uh, Vivek. You mentioned the challenges that are there, right? Uh, when the, the, the keyboard for the computer is still English, right? We code in English, we don't code in Hindi, right? When we say that AI has to help the proliferation of languages, right? These are very basic problems which AI comes way after all of this, right? Has, has this been solved? Or are, are these also challenges? What are these challenges today? Yeah, very uh, pertinent uh, point. Uh, so when we look at, uh, uh, so, so, let me take one step back. So let's say if we have to build an AI tool for any language, Indian language, we need data. And which is a problem that we immediately face because uh, there is no data in Indian languages. We call them low resource languages. And then oftentimes we do not question why there is less data. In absolute numbers, we have a large number of users you know, more in number uh, than English from India. But we have a lot less uh, data in, in that proportion. So uh, that is the major reason why we tend to think that, okay, we, should, we shall build data. Whereas English did not face this problem. Uh, the moment we look at the keyboard, uh, you know, uh, there have been reports that said that Indian language typing is three times more difficult 
technology should have been helping, but technology has become a barrier. The same people who would write on a pen and paper would find it difficult to type and therefore use English letters in native languages and so on and so forth. So that basically ends up creating a lot, lo lot of noisy you know, information which we find hard to keep processing or keep building uh, tools. Now, if we don't build the tools, naturally, uh, those languages for which we can't build tools will keep on uh, you know, getting left behind. So that, that is definitely a challenge. Whereas at the same time, if we look at being able to bypass the keyboard, what Ganesh is saying is actually the medium. But to be able to reach there also takes you all that effort of building data. Right? So if you are able to build that, then you definitely bring a level playing field where you know, the interface itself is voice and you are able to do much with it. But does that help in creating all the content? Because ultimately, if the use of the internet is on the back of all the content that is out there. We don't come and keep buying stuff on the internet every day. But we do come and keep looking for things, information search, read, or even blog ourselves. Right? So that would be the real stage. Is, is, is that true for voice as well? In When you look at why is the problem of data, does that See, we, I think we very clearly, for example, we have the largest data set for Indian languages, right? Annotated voice data for Indian languages. For example, uh, you know, for uh, languages like Hindi, we would probably have uh, more than, uh, I would say, uh, you know, uh, 150,000 hours of annotated audio in various environments because that's, that's an effort that we had to go and build out right in order to make these systems work right again in the right noise environments again uh, you know make sure that it works so like in india you, the noise environment in an auto rickshaw is very different from a noise environment in a train and a noise environment in a bus right so we went out and collected a lot of this data and uh, that's why we've been able to build out voice systems that are more i would say accurate than a lot of stuff that is out there but the bigger opportunities or from a commercial sense or obviously a lot of stuff that you do, for example, on the 8K, right? And uh, this is like telephony and bunch of other, uh, you know, applications, right? How do you get, uh, you know, so that people, you can, you know, use this data to build out systems and which are more accurate than anything out there. And that's what we fundamentally do. Uh, so we have solved, I would say, a lot of the data kind of problems, right? And what we do now is have domain-specific, uh, you know, data as well to sit on top of it and as a result of it uh, you know, the systems are accurate and uh, you are able to solve many of those kind of issues and bypass a lot of the stuff uh, because uh, like Vivek said a lot of content is not available in you know local languages but let's suppose you just have data accessible over an API in the in the native uh, language you identify the intent and uh, you're able to call those APIs then uh, it works pretty well. Who is going to solve this problem? Is it, is it going to be the industry, education, uh, I mean, educational institutes, government? Is it a joint effort? Who is going to solve this? Problem? See, I think like people, I mean, we are not the only startup, there are others also doing it, right? So, and I think it should be left to startups. I think uh, government can enable startups to do this, but uh, I don't, uh, I don't see, uh, I don't quite agree that, you know, the government, for example, gives you know, money to educational institutions to build like, because they can't do enterprise systems. They're great at doing academic stuff, more, uh, I would say, more better algorithms, which are all needed today, right? But we have to deal with enterprise. So things like, you know, building systems, 
right uh, you know using applied engineering right and uh, which are more accurate building data at scale at a very low cost you can always throw a lot of money right like uh, you, you can go out and acquire data today for 100 dollars an hour speech annotated data but you know it requires a startup or somebody who's really hungry and short of money to try to you know acquire that data at say you know 5 rupees an hour right and that's where uh, i think uh, there's a bigger role for startups to play uh, more than uh, you know academicia which can focus a lot maybe on uh, you know developing new i would say algorithms fine tuning stuff for you know indian languages and you know bunch of those things right a uh, lot of the i would say for example lot of the you know even the you know language uh, knowledge is getting lost right uh, for example if you have to work with uh, say you know expert in kannada you may have to go and speak to people who are like past age of 60 and you know who understand you know how root words work and you know how are the colloquial ways of saying several things right i think there you you're going to have organizations that will play a role right ngos and other organizations but fundamentally i would say uh, leave the data and uh, you know leave the enterprise ready systems uh, or the leave things like production ready asrs to companies and startups like us back us like uh, you know uh, china does and other countries do right uh, you know china you know there's a comrade of ours on china you know who got funded around 600 million dollars by the chinese government and other state governments right so back us in those ways but let us run the show and we will uh, you can be sure that startups uh, across the country will develop uh, you know uh, systems that are far better than what's out there because you need that hunger to make that commercially successful as well that's a that's a good pitch before you answer this this work that is going on right we have talked a lot about generative ai today and ai always has moved like super quickly right so today when with generative ai and all of this we have two companies who are doing on ground work right open ai used say even something like reddit to train we don't have that for languages especially indian languages right where will that come from oh okay so a very relevant one i was very keen to answer the other one as well but anyway so uh, the the uh content specific to india or our regions and our culture is quite unlikely to be found in the english language right so the internet being the system where so uh, uh, if we would not like uh, not find it there it would be hard for us to build an llm um, uh, that is more faithful to india however there are still quite a lot of great sources which i believe uh, are the you know all india radio the doordarshan the native uh, you know media that publishes news and so on because they are more likely to uh, publish things that are regional talk about regional festivals and a lot that is connected to the region so those are definitely key sources however unfortunately what has happened is you know a large amount of uh, this uh, media data is not publicly available and second whatever that is available in print uh, it's slowly moving today to towards unicode but a lot of that used to be available only in some legacy uh, uh, fonts data and so on which is not so usable readily for most people but you know fortunately we know uh, how to process many of those we also try and use that but i think those are definitely great initial sources the secondary source that i think is lot more important is 
letting people create you know english is where it is because people created voluntarily people being able to create there is this barrier of you know mai kaise type karu wagera wagera so the digital literacy if that can go to schools when computers are introduced to primary school students today they are exposed to a microsoft word or a paint and are allowed to type in english if they could also be introduced to type in their native language at least some assignments they would know the fundamentals they would forget the barrier that this is a device which starts in english and i have to learn something else to come back and use my language so if those are done then i i am quite certain that very very quickly i think a lot more users will start using because you know before voice typing reaches all languages there is a lot of time i think uh, good points and uh, i think there's lot of stuff in government uh, like you correctly said in all india radio's a fantastic uh, point that you raised there are lots of other things in uh, government for example which is uh, you know available in multiple languages if translation is what one of the things that we're looking at for example uh, and uh, there are a lot of sources already available and i can say that for sure it will be great to uh, you know uh, you know get Uh, you know startups access to some of those sources right so that we can uh, for example build those systems uh, as well i mean and there is uh, there is data and obviously uh, you know uh, folks like uh, you know the, the the open ai guys have built uh, you know have crawled and got lot of good stuff but they also had access to a lot of other stuff right to which they used to build the engines but uh, opportunities are immense and it's uh, you know uh, i think uh, you know i think there is also a very good awareness in government now of uh, you know how to you know work with startups and you know obviously it may take some time but i think the government is also very clear that and that's it for this week's episode please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover you can find me on instagram and twitter at undertaker yes you heard that right that's u n d e r t e c h e r you can also give us feedback at ht smartcast we're present on facebook twitter and instagram and please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com